0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Modern Dentist, Sonia from 32co here and today I am joined by Craig Welling from FMC, Managing Director of the biggest dental media company um, in Europe and probably other areas of the world as well. You will definitely have heard of the work that FMC does, even if you haven't heard of the the actual kind of umbrella company. They bring you things like dentistry.co.uk, the magazine, the shows, so super excited to have you here Craig.
1: Thank you, yeah it's really really good to be here.
0: Let's kick off by finding out a bit more about you. How do you get into the world of dentistry? Because you're not a dentist.
1: I'm not. No, no, n- not a clinician. So my um, my background's very simple, really. I was working class family from uh, Hertfordshire. Went to school, did A-levels, decided uh, I wanted to go and work. And uh, went back, told my mum I was leaving and she said to me, you're not staying here unless you, you, you have a further education or, or go and get a job. Um, so I went off, got into recruitment. Um, and I really liked um, the sales side of things, so interacting with people. Um, and then I actually moved on to uh, an estate agency role uh, for all my sins. <laughs> um, and then the, the crisis hit in 2008. Um, so I had to look for, for different opportunities because obviously the housing market was was terrible and uh, come across FMC. So joined FMC in uh, 2008, met Ken, who, who's the founder, and uh, I've been there ever since. So, uh, yeah, I started off in a, in a telesales role, literally phoning dentists. I'm sure there's many dentists that have probably hung up on me or put the phone down <laughs> with me trying to sell a subscription. Um, but just loved it, loved the company, loved the culture. And uh, yeah, just just work my way through the ranks and yeah now i'm I'm here
0: <laughs> amazing story to come from, um yeah, turning up in telesales sales and getting to know the customers from the ground up, yeah uh, do you think that was important, essential to get to where you are now
1: yeah i think i mean like with with, with any role, I think you know if you enjoy what you do and it's obviously a cliche that everybody says you know you, you never work a day but i think you know the the culture that we have and that ken ultimately created at fmc was it was all about work ethic and and if you work hard you know he he was he's always been great at rewarding success um and i think we was just talking just before we started about you know the the people that have been at fmc have been there for on average eight to to nine years um and and it's really important and i just think you know we cover so many different disciplines within the market it's been really nice to have a a touch point in every area so working with clinicians then working with the trade um and just seeing how everything ties together
0: i think the um i think maybe what's helpful is the amount of work that FMC does, I think, is underestimated. I think most people who are in dentistry now, especially if they're on the younger side, will not remember a time when, for example, dentistry.co.uk wasn't around. Can you just describe like, what are all the things that FMC does? Yeah. And what do you think the impact of those things is?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's a broad question. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, I mean, ultimately we are um, an award-winning multi-channel media business. So... For us, our ethos is, however a dental professional consumes media, whether that be online, in print, social media, awards, events, we want to make sure that we we have a leading platform where we can communicate um, practical content to the mass. So we're not um, aiming at high-end academia. We just want practical information, whether that be business-related or practical clinical content that that people can consume en masse. Um, So yeah, so so we produce magazines. Uh, We have obviously the the UK's number one website. We invest a huge amount into data. Uh, We have an online uh, education platform. Uh, We then run a series of awards. So such as the private dentistry awards, dentistry awards, clinical dentistry awards. Uh, We have a separate awards in Ireland. And then we run our regional shows. So allowing dentists to get face-to-face with um, companies like yourselves, um, but also to interact with their peers and and listen to live lectures and and gain CPD.
0: Huge, huge amount of work. And each of those is a business in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, Running, I imagine, print magazines is a completely different science to organising a show. How does the company break down? Like, how, How do you... How do you manage all of that
1: yeah so I think again it's it's it, they are run as separate entities so we, we have a dedicated events team so our event director Liana you know she's been with the company I think 15 years um, a phenomenal character and you know she's developed a culture within in her team her contacts you know her knowledge so you know they will run it with liaising with speakers you know they go to international events to see where the draw is um, you know who's pulling a big crowd and then liaising with them to bring them to the UK so you know our profession can see the latest innovations Uh, because otherwise it can get very samey you know you see a lot of people on the lecture circuit at every event which is great and it it allows people to see everyone but what we want to try and do is is bring another element of like you know, if somebody's doing something phenomenal in the states, you know, well, they should come over here. Uh, and, and we've always tried to innovate and and bring a slightly different edge to the sector. Um, so that that's on the event side. And I suppose on print, yeah, we have a content team. So headed up by Guy Hiscott, who's our content director. So each publication will have, you know, a mission of what they're trying to to achieve, what the values are. And then they will commission content, work with contributors. Um, you know, then we have a, like a more journalistic approach where they will go out and interview certain individuals that really fits with the ethos of that title. So, you know, if I take for instance like private dentistry, it's all about how to grow your business. You know, how do you retain patients, grow patients if you're looking to switch to NHS? So, again, the the publication is all geared around that. Um, Hopefully Amazing. that answers your question.
0: No, I think it just, um, I think it can't be underestimated how difficult it is to run an organisation that has things running in parallel, but that have to be stuck together. And yeah. I think you said the mission um, of each individual. I, I presume, and, and you know, I can see that they are all tied together with a, w- a wider mission of mm-hmm. FMC. How do you practically? tie those things together just day to day how do you make sure that what's happening in the magazine side is tying in with the award side and mm-hmm. that everyone's kind of singing from the same hymn sheet
1: yeah and I think it's just about having like a clear focus and direction so you know we have a, a, a let's just say an end goal for, for, for the year where we want to get to and then we break that down into small milestones you know I, I get obsessed with things so like each step becomes very obsessive, and you know we we'll, we we'll work together as a team to make sure that we achieve that step. So whether that be you know the content that's at the show is then formalized into a video interview or a podcast or a webinar, so the people that wasn't at the show can then still interact with it online, and then that snippet's then taken and taken into the title to make sure that you know the mass get to see the latest innovations the latest trends because you know one model doesn't fit all. you're not going to get an issue with entry magazine and communicate to everybody because you know they might access the content online Mm. or they might not be online they might go to a show so it's it's how do we shatter the content in so many ways that it appeals to the mass and and you get the 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 most visibility i suppose
0: yeah i think what you said about you know, you're doing a service to to the industry. And when we were when we were thinking about why this was such an interesting topic, I kept coming back to this <coughs> idea of like, what, if, what would happen if FMC just disappeared overnight? You would lose a lot of the cohesion, I think, in the industry. And you would lose a lot of that new information. But it takes a lot of work yeah. to bring that in. And I think it feels so natural now that obviously I just open the next edition of Dentistry Magazine or I look online and obviously the latest innovation is there. But yeah it is not easy. I mean, we talked about going to IDS before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So tell us about, you know, why are you going to IDS? You don't have to go.
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, I've, I've I've just come back from um, the midwinter show that's held in Chicago. Um, And again, it's just to see, you know, how other markets operate. You know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel and, um, you know, we want to innovate, but, also, we want to learn from the best. Uh, and if you look at some of the bigger media organisations over in the States, they do things really well. So, you know, we can take those elements and bring it back to the UK. And, um, you know, ultimately for us as a team and and, and our culture and ethos is, is we work really hard. Uh, you know, w- the effort that, that we put in, we always try, and I think everyone will say it, but we generally do try our best at everything. So if you look at the the magazines, if you look at the awards, you know, the the team take it really personally. <laughs> like, they want to succeed, they want to win, and we have a very competitive nature in that sense. It's like, we want the private dentistry awards to be bigger, we want to impact more practices, you know, we want to try and drive more awareness to the, to the profession. And I think, you know, hard work coupled with great products, you, you can't really lose because... You know they, they, they go hand in hand. So uh, it's, it, uh, again, I think we said this before. It's a cliche, but you know I think generally, if you talk to the team at FMC, that they're all really passionate and they're all really invested. So a lot goes into it, but we really enjoy it. So it yeah. doesn't it, it doesn't feel like a huge effort if that yeah. makes sense.
0: How do you get feedback from from customers? I mean, when you put that much effort in, the nicest thing is to receive. Some sort of information about whether people have appreciated the information you put out so you can tweak it. You talked a bit about data. Mm-hmm. How does that work?
1: Yeah, so we, we do lots of surveys. Um, we actually run the largest uh, dentistry census, and then we, we, we managed to get featured on the BBC and ITV just about our views within UK dentistry. Um, and it's like anything, it's just that having a Kaizen approach, you know, we don't get everything right all the time. We know that but we Mm. try really hard. So... um, For
0: people who don't know what Kaizen is, maybe a quick summary.
1: Yeah, so just always striving to to be better. So, you know, that worked really well, but what could we change? How does it work? You know, I think, uh, you know, we've just launched the campaign with with you guys. uh, And we are always ask for your feedback, what worked, what didn't work. And we do that with every company. And and it's not to say um, that we're going to get everything right 100% of the time, but... We, we continue to strive to make sure that we do, and, and deliver results. And ultimately, you know, I think that's why we're in a fortunate position: is is we're a results-driven business. So, you know, if we deliver for clients, if we deliver for the profession, ultimately we're, we're going to grow, and, and so is everybody else. So, yeah, that that's where we are.
0: How did you come up with some of the more innovative ideas? that again people just assume have always been around like you know awards mm-hmm. um lots of industry that i think have awards but you've really taken it up a notch to the to the point where most people will have seen it on their yeah. on their socials or um will have participated where did that come from
1: yeah so it's, it's, it's an interesting one so obviously in in the media space um there's the major uh publishing awards um, which we was fortunate uh, fortunate enough to win this year. We won uh, Media Brand of the Year, amazing. Super, super proud of, and it, and it shows our impact within the sector. Um, but I mean, I was t- talking to Ken about this because the award actually launched way way before I joined FMC, and and again, <clears throat> it was more we used to enter the the media awards, and it would really push us because, <coughs> excuse me, when when you're writing about how innovative you are or, um, you know, what impact you've had on a sector, it, you reflect and you think, actually, we're not that good or actually we're really strong. But, you know, it really opens up yourself as a business because you're you're reflecting on what you're doing, you're writing about it, you're saying how good you are and what you've done. And that really pushed us as a business to to want to be better, to be stronger. And then also seeing, you know, like, other publishers win obviously drives you on to to next year to be better um so we then took that model and said well we could do that in dentistry and and we think that'd be great for the profession if a practice is sitting there you know striving to be better improving their clinical skills improving their business it's only a good thing um so so yeah so we launched the awards you know i think private entry awards started in uh, cafe de paris with like 50 people. It it's now 1100 people wow. in London. You know, I think it's probably the biggest um awards in Europe. Uh continues to grow and, and it's great and it's and it's great to see the you know, my, one of my favorite things on the night is just seeing the reaction of the practices that win. It means so much to them and uh you know, it's just lovely to be be part of.
0: Yeah. That's a really amazing image of something going from 50 in a in a small cafe to where it is now and do you get detractors do you get people who think that it's not a good idea or yeah I think we
1: we, you know with anything you're always going to get people that don't believe in it and and you know you I don't do much social media it's not really my thing but you know you you see people write things on on the groups to say oh if you don't buy a table you don't win you know Obviously, if that was our business model, we, we we would have fallen over years ago. You know, we have a vigorous um, judging process that's made up of like thirty-five luminaries in the sector that come to our HQ that run through that judging process vigorously to make sure that they pick the best um, entries. So, you know, I'd welcome anyone to come and uh, join and have a look.
0: Be an auditor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You
1: know, we we're just trying to do good things in the sector and um but ultimately i think with anything around awards and uh, you know other elements of what we do there's always going to be people that that don't like it which is fine and people are entitled to an opinion right you can't please everyone but you know ultimately if we're focused on our mission and what we're trying to achieve it it, you know that's all that we can do
0: talk about comments under things and i think when you're a dentist or any healthcare professional working in primary care, it tends to be quite isolated in a lot of ways. Um, it's you and your patient and where you find um, kind of interaction and community can be online and it, it is often in forums and discussions and even in posts below, social media yeah. posts. Have you guys, how have you guys thought about you know community building? So not just giving information, but also building yeah. communities?
1: I mean obviously for, for for us we're all about um mass so communicating practical information to the mass um but obviously we have gone on to launch the the dentistry club which is is an online education platform for mass but again trying to drive that sense of community and I think if you look at each niche of FMC as as, as a as an element so you know private dentistry we have the the title we have the section on the website, we have the awards. You know, ultimately, that is a community in itself and, you know, we engage with them. Um, but I think, you know, dentistry as a whole, it's, it's a very, um, i trying to think of the word, it, you know, it's very community driven. Y- you go to most shows and someone will know someone or they would have gone to dental school together and, um, you know, that's one of the things I love about the sector the most it, it it's big enough but it's also very small and everybody knows everyone and um it's a friendly sector there's not much you know nastiness if that makes sense there's a bit as you get with every every sector but um you know ultimately it's a, it's a it's a it's a good place to be
0: it's um that kind of the the flavor i suppose of the community is is something that probably comes from the people who are in the community but also from the people who drive the community like the tone that you set Mm -hmm. when you build a community has an impact so how how have you guys tried to set that tone because if you go too broad and you let things run Mm -hmm. you can find that sort of the loudest most aggressive voices take over and sort of the the mass populace that doesn't doesn't feel particularly strong but still wants to interact um don't get heard as much How do you curate that or how do you try and build?
1: I suppose the thing is, is there's so many different, um, you know, ages and stages within the profession. So, you know, you've got really successful practice owners that mid fifties, you know, super clinicians, but they don't want to enter the awards that, you know, they don't want that accolade anymore. Um, But they're very knowledgeable. So so we, we interact with them and they write and they publish and, and they give their experience. But then we'll also work with, you know, the likes of the young up and coming first year um, grads that are coming through that are real, you know, they want to have an impact on the sector. And I suppose. I, I couldn't pin it down to just one community, because what we try to do is we try to work with every part of the sector to make sure that you know, we're relevant to as many people as possible. So, for instance, like a dentist in Hertfordshire that has, a you know, a really successful private practice, he's going to appeal to a certain group. Or you've got, you know, someone like Rona Iskander, who's incredibly popular, you know, is like a thought leader in a, in her own right. So we'll work with Rona and Shear get a point across that that works really well. And then Simon Chard and Robbie Hughes and, you know, these, these types of characters. But you've also got kind of unsung heroes that don't want to be in the limelight and they don't have a big presence but they're phenomenal at what they do so then we work with them to publish content or they might lecture at a, a, an event um and I suppose it's just trying to give as many touch points as possible to to um engage with the profession as a whole um if that does that answer your question
0: yeah I think it does I think um that point about if you if you don't want to be in the limelight, how, as a young dentist particularly, can you have an impact? Mm. I think that's really important. You can write really great content yeah, that is useful for people or participate in the community without having to have uh, an Instagram that has, you yeah. know, two million followers. Yeah, yeah. It's possible, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, like, like my view, whether it's right or wrong, I think y- you see... Um, these dentists that are uber successful, you know, and they've they've obviously grafted incredibly hard, um, but people come out of dental school and they see they've got three hundred thousand followers, you know, they're doing these incredible smile makeovers, and they want to do that straight away. It's like it's not possible. Like, learn the basics, do the basics really really well, and then work up to that. They're not, you know, they haven't got to that level of success overnight and i think that is probably the one worry in the sector that everybody wants to do these incredible smile makeovers you know but these guys have been practicing that for years yeah. you know and they've honed their skills and their techniques and obviously they've got huge followings and their big personalities i suppose the worry is people trying to do that too soon um
0: yeah, or feeling the pressure to get to that point to, to get, two yeah, years yeah, out yeah. of university because it's been all been made to look very easy. Yeah, And um, that's I suppose that's part of what social media does. Is it makes everything look very shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, you know, six days a week of working, yeah. you know, three years of just doing NHS work to get your hand skills up to be able to do that kind of stuff doesn't yeah. really get photographed shown. Yeah, absolutely, and show. yeah.
1: And I think that's probably like everything, right? I'm sure people have, have looked at um, awards, events and gone, oh, I'll give that a crack. And, and then tried, and and then realised actually, there's a lot that goes into it, and and and, it, and it's not like we've just launched the private dentistry awards, and it's happened overnight. It's it's been a 14 year process. So, um, yeah, there's some. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, you know, I think the profession's never been stronger. Mm. I think it, it's it's a you know dentistry's a great um, place to be in at the moment. I think there's much more. um, Like, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I think it's a good thing for the sector. But like with social media, with the um, reality TV, you know, people want to beautify their smile. You know, they want to get shiny white teeth, and uh, you know, there's more money coming in in that sense. And I think there was a stat, and and don't quote me, but I think like the average age of a smile makeover has dropped by something like eight years because yeah. you know most people would wait till they had a bit more money behind them you know they get to a certain age and they think oh, I'm going to invest in, in that as where you look now you've got like early 20 year olds going out and and you know having good restorative dentistry done which wouldn't have happened 10 years ago so it's it's, it's a good thing
0: it's, it's a great thing there's a lot of demand out there and actually part of what we um part of the reason why 32co does what it does is is to support dentists and clinicians in meeting the demand of the of the um of the patient population this is not about you know selling things that people don't want people are coming in because they want this but they want it done properly and this that piece around don't run before you can walk that is that is it's very much what we're trying to help people to do which is you're not going to become, let's say, an orthodontist overnight. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll train you, we'll train you properly. It'll take a few weeks and it's going to require some hard work from you. But then you're going to be able to do your first yeah. safe clear aligner treatment and then you're going to get better and better. But there is no magic wand that you can wave you, yeah. to turn you into a super um, <coughs> a superstar orthodontist overnight. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's reassuring for young people to hear, especially um, just coming out of uni and assuming that they're going to have to be um, earning, yeah, you yeah. know, and
1: buying, their buying their own practice, buying their own
0: practice straight and, away,
1: and, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think you know, like anything, you just got to pick your route, uh, set yourself a goal, break it down, and then just work as hard as you can at each element, and it and it will, it will come good. Like you, you know, say, if you, put the, if you put the effort in, and you know, whether that be training yourself in in ortho and and taking the correct route, not trying to rush it it's a good thing and it's a good thing for patients it's a good thing for the profession um so yeah no I think it's a great great time to be in in dentistry and and you you know seeing the 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 new dentist coming through um you know that's been a big shift I think yeah what
0: do what have you seen that's different
1: so I think like I think we we spoke about this a few weeks ago but you you see much more um you know self-branding I think with with you know like things like this like podcasts and and webinars and um you know we get so many requests for people to publish their own content because they're trying to build their their brand which is great you know you 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 want good clinicians to come forward and I think there was kind of a few movers and shakers that did that but it, it was like the minority. And obviously, you see them now. They're at the forefront because they got on social media early, before anyone else. They, you know, they had a mission that they was going to impact the the um, patients and drive their own brand, which then results in in, in, in successful businesses. Um, and I think our our young dentist award is probably the most popular award that we do because it, even looking at some of the names that that we said today, you know, they've all come through that. They've all won that award, or you know, been finalists in that category. To to to, to give them that self-branding, um, so I think we're seeing more of that as, as as time goes on. You know, like you see a lot of dentists now at shows, and they've got their own videographers following them around. Like you never would have seen that ten years ago, but. I think you have to embrace it i know you get people saying what is going on like look at that but they've got a mission that they're trying to achieve i don't think it's an ego thing i think they're doing it because they're trying to build their their own personality to their to their audience which is you know you can't knock it i think credit that they're working hard at, at a mission and um you know if they do it right and they take the right things it's only a good thing
0: that's a really nice, uh, a nice way of putting it. I think it, it's very easy to sort of sneer at at that, yeah, but course. it's very easy to to say, "Well, look, that is all driven by ego." But if you're building your business, you're giving, you're, you're trying everything. You're it's trying. quite brave to to put yeah, yourself yeah, out yeah. there.
1: Absolutely, and you know, I think some of the guys you see the content that that, that some people put out now, it's, it's incredible. You know, you think that the, they've really thought about it. You know to really push themselves and then you know the the beauty of what we do is we have a, a vast community you know so we can help amplify that to the mass uh, uh, and, and if we can you know impact one dentist a year you know that's a great thing and we've that we've we, we, you know we've we've done our job i think you know just striving for people to become better you know service patients you know help their business grow is, um, you know, that's what that's why we're there.
0: How, um, talking about branding, I mean, you guys are obviously brand experts. That's, that's what you do. How would you define what a good brand looks like or how do you build a brand for yourself as a dentist? Are there different ways of doing it? Is it all yeah. about socials?
1: Well, it's, you know, like anything, I think you have to have a clear focus. So, like, if you look at... Um, George Cheatham, for instance, like the guy has gone down a, a clinical route and he's renowned as a phenomenal clinician. And if you look at his socials, you look at the content he puts out, it's all around his clinical dentistry and showing off his clinical skills, which he's phenomenal at. And then you look at other dentists where their patient. You know, their their view of their brand is they want to get out to patients. They want to show success, you know, get your teeth done by me because I work with celebrities and and influencers and that's their niche. So I suppose, you know, a successful brand is ultimately what you determine it to be. So you you have to pick your angle that you're going to go down. Do you want to appeal to dentists to become, you know, the next KOL to, to, to be a teacher or... Are you looking to build your your own practice and and get out to as many patients within that area, and then it's, I suppose it's then developing your brand around the the needs of of what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, you do you do see some some interesting brands out there, and and I think it's just maybe a lack of focus, I don't know, or or, or um, people that are just trying and they're, and they're starting out. But I think yeah, my only advice would be is like pick your 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 niche your your focus and then develop everything that that's that fits with that and make sure that you know what you're trying to achieve always aligns with those values is is that going to get me more patients or you know is that going to betray me as a better clinician and if it doesn't then don't publish it
0: <laughs> really good advice really clear advice you know um i guess look inwards and say what is my what is my usp mm. if you're not someone who is super comfortable in front of a camera then don't make your thing Mm. uh that's why I wasn't (laughs) going to do (laughs) this no but I think I think the reason why I said look this I think this will be really good is because I think it's so important for dentists to see what goes on behind the scenes with the media and the communications that they receive and how much hard work goes into that and then it doesn't just happen overnight I mean yeah you Know you, we've got the North of England Dentistry Show coming up. You turn up, uh, ever your badges work, everything works. You get all of your emails before, um, yeah, it's all magic, right? But no, I imagine that there's a huge amount that goes into that. Just for people, I'm sure everyone's been to a show, mm. but what actually goes into that?
1: Yeah, so I suppose it's broken down into to lots of different elements. I mean, again, for us, is like our mission is how can we get content to the mass so you know we looked at um, high populated areas where there aren't currently shows so you look at the north of England there's there's no consistent show in the north obviously there's a huge amount of practices huge amount of laboratories you know they all need content they all want to see what the latest innovations and products are so you know ultimately we start off we pick the area then um, we look at the venue then we build the content strategy so you know who do we want to come to the show what do we want them to leave with and then it's a case of you know liana and 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 her team they've got an endless book of connections you know they work with a content team who we've got our editorial board our ward judging panel um so then they then formulate the content strategy of the show um, and then it's about then on the commercial side talking to exhibitors and, and 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 bringing them along you know obviously every brand wants to connect with um dental professionals then you formalize your marketing strategy and, and make sure you know you market all of the, the the usps obviously our strength is we've got the audience so it's easier for us you know somebody who was to set up who, who didn't have that platform you know it being. Incredibly challenging because to, to get through to dentists, engage with dentists is is tricky, right? Yeah. Um,
0: and then to uh, get the suppliers interested as well, I, like it's a bit of a
1: um,
0: it's a virtuous cycle if you get it right. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I imagine it's really hard yeah, to yeah.
1: Around. And you know, we, we had some shows in COVID that were terrible.
0: Mm. <laughs> I was going to ask you, did anything has no, ever, anything ever gone wrong?
1: Yeah, you know, all the time. And I think it, you know, we looked at we had a show. That was in Cardiff, and it, and it and it was terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we wanted as a business to put a stake in the ground and get the profession back out, mm. and um, you know, we took the view that we needed to be the the voice that said, "Get back out. It's is safe. Now, interact, learn, engage in a safe manner." Um, but I think we did, you know, in and in, in hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think we probably did go a bit too soon with that. Uh, and numbers weren't what they were, but you know, we took a huge amount of learning from that and the team did and we looked at how we could change. And then, you know, last Saturday we had digital and implant show, phenomenal success. You know, the feedback that we've got from companies has been incredible and um You know, onwards and upwards, we start the year on a a higher and it's that same thing. How do we make that better? You know, how can we we take the learnings from that to um, impact the North show? And then we go on and on and, and, you know, we just keep trying.
0: Super inspiring. I mean, you've been doing this since, yeah, 2009. That's almost 15 years. You've still got so much energy to try and make things better. How do you maintain that drive to keep pushing I think I'm just you know, have you ever had a sabbatical or time off no or no
1: no I took two weeks off when my uh, girls were born wow that's.
0: <laughs> <loads>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah I think you know I'm very competitive like right. I'm an uber competitive person in anything I do you know if I'm uh, whatever it is if I'm in the gym if I'm you know it, really embarrassing but i did the marathon and uh my wife beat me by four minutes i cannot handle it honestly it, it, it eats me up every day um so i will do the london marathon again to beat her time but yeah i'm just uber really competitive and i think you know it, it is part of our culture at, at fmc that that ken and and kimberly who founded the company you know their work ethic was phenomenal and 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 just watching them and them being mentors to me, it's like, you know, if you're the hardest person, working person in the room, even if you're not the most talented, you're gonna get results. Um. So I've just always had that instinct. I suppose is like, just there's no point of doing something if you're not gonna try your best. You know, I, I don't see the point. I, I, in all honesty, It's like, just don't do it if you're not gonna give it a hundred percent. Just. Don't bother. Just just give it up. So, yeah, I think just you know, look for for anyone. If you just try your hardest, you're you're gonna get results. It might not work straight away, but keep trying, keep plugging away, and you know, ultimately, when you do get the the wins, like celebrate them. Mm. You know, like after the private entry awards, it was great. The whole team were there. We had a champagne. You know, we celebrated. Everyone was on the dance floor. Uh, you know, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a big night for the company. Like eleven hundred dentists celebrating success in the sector. Um, it has a huge amount of work that went into it, and the, the guys working late, working weekends. You know, they choose to do it. It's not like we're not. We never say you have to work till eight o'clock night. They want to because they want to win, and that's the culture that we've developed. And you know, I think you see people have come to FMC, and you, you can tell straight away they're not going to fit this culture they don't interact well with peers don't have the same um i which is fine you know not everyone it, what we call can be an fmc person but i think ultimately once you're in the company and and um you're part of it it's very hard to leave yeah
0: that's that's that's, hu- that's not easy to do it's very very um like you say you don't force people to stay late, yeah you just say, look, here's the objective, and it's up to you how you get there yeah, yeah. we're going to get there it's it's um for the right kind of person, I imagine it's a really, really stimulating place to be and and not dissimilar to the to the way that we work here to be honest but um so what does a day look like for you a normal day normal I mean I suppose day. there's no such thing as a normal yeah, day yeah so many things
1: i mean for for me it's it's you know i mean, Mainly invo- involved in the commercials, so like my role's always been um, client facing. So I, you know, I, I talk to most companies in the sector. So um, you know, I try to get into the office as as much as possible. We we still work from the office four days a week. We do one day remote, at, and we're big believers in that because I think you know, re- remote working works, right? The, the, we all saw that over COVID. You can get a job done, but Working with your peers and having human interaction is so important because something that you might have to dial in on a Zoom and then you have to share your screen and show this and this is not quite working or you can walk over someone's desk and say, I need to get this done. You can implement it really quickly. Um, so I try to get into the office, interact with the team, but ultimately it's just, um, you know, just m- making sure we are where we need to be with with numbers um, you know working with the marketing team making sure that that they they're happy they've got enough resource you know looking at the campaigns what's worked talking to Liana you know is there anything she's struggling with the events the content side but and then getting out and seeing um clients
0: on the road a lot
1: on the road yeah traveling up and down the country but I really enjoy it you know it's like coming here talking to you guys having a coffee talking about what your vision is you know and then going to see another company who's in a completely different space you know doing digital dentistry it, it's nice you get good variety um and then ultimately when you see these companies grow and you know you've had an impact it's it's rewarding
0: it's great we've looked, certainly enjoyed working with um with you guys um you know for us it's a it's a bit of a no-brainer i suppose with the trust that you've built with the with the community to 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 work with you and to also learn from you i think that was the most important thing for us it's like you came in and and we had a chat about well, what is it that what we do um what is it about our story and our vision that you think is meaningful and that resonates and having that those kind of words of advice and and an opinion from someone who who sees everything yeah is really really helpful and um for a young company that's doing some pretty bold things i think it's amazing to have partners like that where it doesn't feel like um a relationship where it's you know money changes hands yeah yeah the yeah services yeah, yeah. delivered you, uh, yeah. you know it's it's much more than that so it, you've built something you and the team have built something very very cool And uh, I'm sure it will be around for a long time. What is the next thing or the next few themes that you think will be important in dentistry and that you're going to focus on?
1: So I think one thing nobody can uh, ignore is the the use of AI Mm. technology. You know, I think that's, you can see it coming in now within practices, but I think within the media side is something we're really closely looking at. Um, And I think we'll have a massive impact uh, in the next 12 months on our business that will really propel us forward. Um, But also, you know, just technology in general. I think, you know, there's a place for print media and there will be for years, you know. And I think you do see, you know, young companies coming in completely focused on digital because it's trackable, it's transparent, which is great. But you're also only talking to, a segment of the market because the guys that have cash that have well-established practices, you know, they're not on TikTok or they're not on Instagram, you know, filming their Ferraris. They're in practice, you know, conservative characters, traditional type dentists that that will still pick up the magazine, find out what the latest views are. So yeah, it's, I, th- I think for us, it's like keeping our our bread and butter and making sure it's it's continues to be solid you know keep investing in those platforms but then looking at um expansion within the digital platform so the dentistry club which we launched you know that's gaining huge traction um it's the largest um library of of content in in, in the uk so we have 500 um enhanced courses all of the recommended topics but again trying to push the boundaries so we started to do live surgery so you know we looked at webinars and and they serve a purpose right they're they're good and you can have somebody on a slideshow saying this is how you do a root canal and next slide um so we've partnered with um dr colin campbell he's got phenomenal practice in nottingham great av setup Um, and we've worked with him to build um 12 clinical cases so we have uh, riaz ur ER on occlusion we then have a single implant case we have an endo case uh, an ortho case and it's live streamed with a patient so the clinician will have an earpiece in and you can tune in watch and you know if there's an error it's live and yet you have to watch them overcome adversity you know it's not like you can just switch the camera off so it's real-life learning, and then you can ask questions to the clinician as they're performing. Um, and I think that's really exciting because it's not been done the, that I know of. Um, and again, we just keep trying to push the boundaries of education and um, you know just trying to support the profession with practical information as much as we can.
0: Sounds really cool, genuinely really cool. I mean, this is... Um like you say, people can become overwhelmed by what comes at them digitally. Yeah. You know, you look at your inbox and, and it's sometimes hard to find the things that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, but doing things live, I think is, um, especially through the, the, the pandemic times when it was all that like you say next, next slide, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Whitty style, <laughs> the being able to do something a bit more revolutionary in the education space is, is really, really cool. And, um, I think to your point about having, still remembering that there is a whole swath of dentists who don't really want to be on socials yeah, and yeah. like reading physical magazines yeah. because it's nice to leave through, you know, something. And I think it's very important not to assume that just because there's a future that is all about AI and yeah. all about technology, all about TikTok, that there's that still... means that everyone needs to do that yeah. and has to do that. I think it's a a, a really... Just very cool that you guys still have your eyes on the rest of the community as well. Yeah,
1: because I think like anything, you you know, like any brand, it is, if your market is that online TikTok, Instagram market, that's where you should be. But, it, you know, most companies will target the whole of dentistry in, in an element. So uh, it, it, sometimes I do think, why would you cut off a percentage of the market? It, it like... And you have to go, you know, you agree with clients, that's their view. But we can only have an input to say, uh, you know, it's not like we're just trying to say it to to generate more revenue. It's like we want to get you the results. And and that's what we believe will work. You know, we're not publishing magazines for the fun of it. You know, Mm. it's a lot of work. It costs a huge amount of money, you know. But ultimately, there's still a market there which serves the profession and the trade. So, mm. you know, we, we definitely won't take our off that.
0: Yeah. Awesome, Craig. I think it would be fun to move into some quickfire questions. Um One of the things that we like to ask is what do people presume about you that isn't true?
1: Me? I don't know.
0: Uh... Or maybe about FMC, about the business.
1: So I think that, that, that would probably have a view to the mass that we're very commercially focused, um, which we are, but ultimately we have a mission that, you know, money's a byproduct of that. So I think, yeah, it's not just all about how big we can make the awards, the glitz and the glam. It's like we're doing it for a purpose, which then results in a commercial reward. It's not just about the revenue.
0: No, it's good. Um certainly come through in this in this podcast there's so much more than just a paycheck at the end of it yeah um, what do you need to stay sane
1: to beat my wife at the marathon <laughs> when is the next marathon <laughs> uh, it was, I didn't get in it was April but um, you know I like to run and, and go to the gym just have a bit of um, just the, an hour of, of me
0: it's amazing you can squeeze that all in with your travelling and your family and
1: yeah I've got a very supportive wife you know, it helps. It does help. So she's she's very um, very accommodating, which which definitely helps.
0: What do you think's the hardest thing about doing this job?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Oh, hardest thing? Making sure everyone's happy, like in the team, because it you know ultimately everyone's got their day to day lives. Everyone's got problems. Everyone's got issues. Uh, you know everyone wants to win everyone wants to succeed and it's just making sure that you create an environment that people can excel in you know and and you listen to them and support them and they feel cared and wanted and that's tough really tough but it seems to be working at the moment
0: sounds like it I mean I don't think I've ever spoken to a single CEO or founder who hasn't said that people are the biggest yeah yeah. hardest thing and it's you know you you need great people mm. and making them happy is the only thing that will help the business succeed yeah it, absolutely uh, i think people assume that the hardest thing will be like well like meeting my numbers and meeting my yeah, numbers. yeah it's never that it's never
1: that yeah it's like that's a byproduct of everything if you've yeah. got a good happy motivated team that are all aligned with what you're trying to achieve it, everything else follows
0: same for practice treatment. managers and same yeah. for practice owners as well um I think that will that will resonate with them. I think. Um, what about? I mean, I'm sure you you get asked for advice a lot, but what was the last bit of advice that you gave a dentist?
1: I gave a dentist. I think like what what I said earlier actually. So there's a, a couple of the the younger dentists coming through, and it was like just stay focused on what you really believe in you know don't try and become this super hollywood smile instagram ferrari driving uh, dentist next week you know pick your your lane surround yourself with really good clinicians that have been there done it you know take baby steps but have that clear focus and then you know just work towards that relentlessly and you'll you'll get there
0: love that Love that. Wise words from Craig. (laughs) Thank you, Craig, for an awesome podcast. I think I certainly learned a lot about FMC and really its importance in dentistry and keeping it informed and keeping it together. So thank you for the work that you do. Um, That's it for another episode of The Modern Dentist. Follow us on Instagram, find all of our other episodes there and we look forward to seeing you next time.